We're pleased to have Bill Rabinowitz of uh, the Columbus Dispatch, the expert on Ohio State Buckeyes football. Uh, Bill has been covering the Buckeyes since 2011, has wrote two books on it. Bill, thanks a lot for coming on Iron Sports and giving some college football playoff preview. Happy to do it. How, how are you, Ira? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. So this this year for Ohio State, uh, they start the year out 21-10 uh, over Notre Dame. It's next six games, one by 28 points. And then I was at that Penn State game where they finally got that. That, it was, a, that was a tough game for them. Yeah, it's been such a routine season. Uh, yeah, Penn State, well, Notre Dame was a test, obviously. And then Penn State, they were actually, they trailed in the fourth quarter. Then they just went off 28 points in about, it seemed like about five minutes. Uh, JT2 and Molowell had a monster game. Uh, and, and Ohio State kind of kind of proved their mettle in that game. And then they, they coasted again. Well, they, they struggled with Maryland. Uh, and then obviously the disaster against Michigan. I know. I mean, I was at that Michigan game also, and it seemed like that first drive, the first couple drives, at the end of the first quarter, it should have been like 21-3. Ohio State was dominating on the offensive defensive lines. Michigan couldn't get anything done. And it just seemed like it was like it was inevitable that Ohio State was going to run away with this game. It, it did feel that way. In fact, I do a DVR review, and as I was watching the replay, when obviously I knew the result, I kept thinking, oh, Ohio State's going to win this game. Because <laughs> even when you knew the, the, even when you knew the result, yeah. Even when I knew the outcome. <laughs> and you know, there were two plays, two long touchdowns. They kept Michigan in it at halftime. They were, they were down three. And then Ohio State just kind of cracked in the second half, especially late. I mean, it was, you know, people forget. People think it was 45-23. It was a blowout. It wasn't. It was an eight-point game with about seven minutes to go. And then, then uh, Michigan scored two late touchdown, two long touchdown runs, and it made the score a little misleading. But you know, again, you know, those long plays count. You can't just say, "Well, five big plays, five big plays count." Right. I mean, it was the seventy-five yard run, the eight run. I think that was what was shocking is that people were like, you know, especially after what happened last year, losing to Michigan, and then now it's again in Columbus. I think it, it hurt. It hurt a lot more this this year than last year. No question. And I and this is my theory is that I think maybe they, they cared about the game too much. They put too much on it. Because when it's when it started to go south on them, they kind of panicked. I mean, not outwardly panicked, but I think in their minds they're thinking, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening again. I can't believe this is happening again. And it and it just kind of overwhelmed them. And you know, when you spend an entire year building up for one thing and it starts to go the other way against you, it, you know, it's an unsettling feeling. So um now, though, they have a chance for redemption. Uh, obviously, Georgia is a really good team, uh, but the idea of, of beating Georgia and then possibly playing Michigan, boy, Ohio State couldn't have it set up any better. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And the quarterback, C.J. Stroud, I mean, who looked like, t- before the Michigan game, cruising to the, to the Heisman Trophy winner, the Heisman Trophy winner, and then struggled in that game. Talk a little about C.J. and what he's done the last couple of years. Yeah, he's just a, a just has a, a wonderful uh, arm. I mean, just he's just in the passing game. It's he can make it look so easy. There are throw. I covered the NFL for twelve years, and he makes NFL throws. These sideline throws, you think, oh, I don't know about that, and he just puts it right on the money. And when he's in rhythm, and he has receivers like Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka, it's they're pretty tough to stop. Uh, the question for him is going to be, you know, is he willing to use his legs at all? Now, nobody expects him to be Justin Fields or Braxton Miller, but there are times when he's very reluctant to scramble for a first down, let's say. And and I think in a game against Georgia, that's going to be important. Is he willing to, you know, take a hit 
and and to make a play. And, I, and I'm not questioning his toughness at all. He's, he's made a lot of tough throws under pressure and is willing to take the hit. But sometimes I think he would make a statement if he were like try to plow somebody just once, <laughs> you know, just just kind of say I can do this. Um, but you know, as a as a quarterback, I mean, he, his teammates love him. He's a good leader. He, he throws a beautiful ball. Uh, there's so much to like about him, but he has a lot to prove. I mean, he, he didn't beat Michigan in two two tries, and and that's not all on him by any means. I mean, he the reason they lost isn't because of C.J. Stroud, but that's kind of the measure that uh, the measuring stick that Ohio State quarterbacks have. Did you beat Michigan? You talk about professional players. You covered the the NFL. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is Marvin Harrison Sr.'s son. And uh, one of the top wide receivers in the country, if not the, the top wide receiver. Talk about his impact on a game like this. And, and as much as we saw Georgia had to deal with um, uh, Wyatt from Tennessee and some other star wide receivers, I don't think they've ever dealt with anything like Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't win the, the Bolitnikoff. I mean, I, he's the best receiver I've seen at Ohio State, and, and they've had some great ones. I mean, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, I mean, these guys are up for Rookie of the Year in the NFL, and Marvin Harrison does things that just make you go, what? I mean, he, his, his, the combination of his size and his speed and his quickness and his hands, he dropped the ball against Michigan. It was a, a fairly tough catch, but we were all like, oh, my God, Marvin Harrison dropped a pass. That's the first pass he dropped all year. And so, um, yeah, they're going to need a big game from him, but they're also going to need a big game from everybody. I mean, George is really good. Their defense is exceptional. And so Ohio State's going to have to play at its best. And the offensive line, led by Paris Johnson, who the Steelers, I'm a Steeler fan, is is someone who they think is going to draft yeah. in the first round. I mean, that could be. I mean, that's their offensive line is huge. I saw at the Penn State game. I could not. It was the one of the largest offensive linemen I've ever seen going to Penn State games up, up close. Yeah, Paris Johnson, a left tackle, and and Dewan Jones at right tackle. Even he's even bigger. He's like six eight, three sixty. Uh, he's a former basketball player. He's huge. But I think the game, uh, maybe the biggest matchup in the game, is going to be whether Ohio State's the interior of Ohio State's line can hold up against Jalen Carter and, the, and that defensive line from Georgia. Uh, Luke Whipler's a, a, a very good center. Uh, Donovan Jackson's a first year starter, a five star guy, very good. Uh, but they're never they haven't been challenged like they're going to be challenged against Carter. And then. Uh, the right guard is a bit of a question mark because Matt Jones, the starters, been hurt. He was not one of the players who talked last week when Ohio State had kind of a, a mini media day. Um, so that would be interesting if they don't have a healthy Matt Jones. And then on defense, I mean, just the the idea of like we saw those big plays that Michigan had just to stop. I mean, Georgia's game isn't big plays. I mean, Georgia just wears you down ten yards at a time, scores, it takes a you know it takes a lot of the time of possession. But just to be able not to give up those big plays and to stop the Georgia offense. Yeah, Michigan wasn't supposed to have big play receivers either. <laughs> they, you know, they, they certainly were against Ohio State. So, I think the biggest you know if you just say okay, what's the number one priority for Ohio State's defense? It'd probably be stopping those tight ends. I mean, Brock Bowers especially, it's just, just a terrific player, can do it all. It'll put a lot of pressure on linebackers and safeties. Um, but Ohio State's defense has, has played pretty well this year. I mean, the Michigan game, again, with those big plays kind of skewed things. But for the most part, Ohio State's defense played well against Michigan. Play to play, they played well. Michigan, as you said, did nothing in the first half on the ground. And so, you know, it's this is a game about Ohio State's toughness. I mean, physical, physical and mental toughness. Can they match the physicality of Georgia. Because I think in terms of the skill position players, Ohio State probably has the advantage. But it's it's a matter of can they can they just, you know, kind of keep Alabama from grinding them. 
has there been any discussion about the crowd noise and the fact that you're playing down in Georgia uh, in a, a place? I was just at the SEC championship game, so it's literally a home field advantage for the, the Bulldogs there. Yeah, they know that. But you know what? It was it's obviously different players, but it was eight years ago when Ohio State played Alabama at the Sugar Bowl. And that didn't seem to bother Ohio State at all. And and I think there's something about this that might actually, in a way, play into Ohio State's hands because it's the underdog factor, the, the, the us against the world. Um, and there still will be a lot of Ohio State fans there. The the Peach Bowl representative president thinks that it's going to be like a 60-40 split, oh, which I, I think it's probably going to be worse than that. But, you know, even if it's 70-30, that 30 can make a lot of noise. You know, in a game like this, it's probably, you know, like I go down to the uh, field goal at the end of the game, and Noah Ruggles has been a great kicker for the last two years for the Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, special teams have been very good for Ohio State this year. Um, you know, the one exception is they had a, they had a punt, uh, a fake punt called against Michigan, and they botched it. I, I think the, the uh, snapper forgot. I don't know what happened. We haven't talked to him, but, you know, that, that was botched. Um, but, no, the, the, uh, Noah Ruggles has been a very reliable place kicker. And uh, Jesse Murko has been a very good punter. Uh, they haven't done a whole lot in, in the punt return game, which is a little surprising. Um, but, yeah, that's that's been a pretty much a strength for Ohio State this year. And so what's your overall prediction? How do you feel? What's your feel coming to this game in a few days away? Well, look, I think that you have to pick Georgia. If you have to pick a winner, illogically, you, you have to pick Georgia. They're the defending national champions. They're undefeated. They They've really not been challenged too much this year. I mean, they've, you know, there've been a few games where, I mean, Kentucky 16-6. I mean, you know, that's not like they've just blown everybody out. And I kind of think like two years ago, Ohio State played Alabama in the championship game. And first of all, Ohio State was decimated by injuries and COVID. But I don't know that Ohio State at full strength could have beaten that Alabama right. team. That was a, just a, an amazing Alabama team. This Georgia team, Especially on offense is nothing like that Alabama team. Now defensively, they're they're exceptional, but I don't think they're quite as good as they were defensively last year because they lost all those guys. So yeah, I mean, I think you have to, you know, if you're looking at it objectively, think that Georgia's legitimately the favored favorite team. But you know, I, I don't think that Georgia, if you were to give them truth serum, would have said yes, give me Ohio State the semifinal <laughs> as opposed to Michigan or TCU. Um, Ohio State certainly has the offensive ability and and honestly on defense too, that when they play their best, I mean, I think Ohio State is the only team in the country other than Alabama that can match up with, with Georgia toe-to-toe and, and give them a game. Now, is that going to be enough? We'll find out. But I do think that Ohio State has plenty of motivation. The, the thirst for redemption <laughs> is quite strong. It's been kind of a rough rough month for Ohio State. You know, the signing day didn't go quite as well as they wanted. And so there's a chip on their shoulder, and, and we'll see. I think it's a fascinating matchup. So, Bill, thanks a lot for coming on uh, Iron Sports and talking about the game. Uh, what's the best way to follow you on your social media? Yeah, my Twitter handle is BR Dispatch. It's my initials, BR Dispatch. Um, that's really about it. I'm not really, I'm on Instagram, but not really. So, yeah, the Twitter is the best way. Great. Well, and, thank- and our website is dispatch.com. Great. So anything, follow Bill for anything about the Ohio State Buckeyes. So thanks a lot for coming on and talking about the game. I'm excited this weekend. It's going to be great for the both both playoff games. Well, thanks for having me on, Ira.